Still in Love with the X, the podcast for anyone who has ever been to Exeter University. Stand by for your hosts, Alex Borchardt and first, Tony Hall. And episode eight, honorary or dishonorary? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Welcome to Still in Love with the X, a podcast for anybody that's ever spent time at Exeter University or indeed might even be considering it. Let us put you off. My name is Tony Horn. I'm a ghostwriter and podcaster in Lancashire. My good friend Alex Borchardt remains in Devon. So, as ever, some dirty little loose ends to begin with. Firstly, voiceover who introduces the show sends me a message saying, is it honorary or honorary? <laughs> Next thing, I noted on the previous episode a tendency to go and visit the land of Wikipedia. So I said to Alex, on this episode, we must not be Wikipedia-ing, new verb, folks, as we go. But I actually, I've changed my mind on that, and I quite like the idea of spin the wheel, and let's just see who we get. Because as in our last episode where we talked about famous alumni, the list of honorary, take your pick, graduates for Exeter University is longer than you could ever imagine and there are some gems some surprises some wild cards and some who the hell are they in there and where we should begin is almost where we left off so in the last episode we mentioned um someone who was a friend of ours at the time we just we you know we're not in touch but we have a lot of respect for lucy giles of the british army we knew her initially through the student radio station, but we would see her from time to time on the television news. And we won't repeat everything that we said that decorated her in the last episode, but as I do my research, Alex, for this particular episode, it turns out the University of Exeter actually went and did the decent thing and gave her an honorary degree in, I think, 2016 I'm not on the page at the moment. There you go. I've avoided doing spin the Wikipedia, but it's clearly because of the work that she's done in public service. And as we come towards the end of the episode, I think Alex and I will toss about the merits of the honorary degree. And toss is a word that I think I will be using. But here's an example, I think, Alex, of somebody that wholly merits one, but doesn't need one because she's already got a degree. Lucy Giles is a delightful person, but there are others. I was thinking of J.K. Rowling. In 2000, around the time that she published The Prisoner of Azkaban, the great third book in the series, she was awarded a D-Lit. She became a Doctor of Literature from Ex-University. Now, this, of course, is an excuse for a great jamboree, isn't it? Why do they give honorary degrees? And you were saying towards the end of this episode, we'll probably talk about yeah. the idea of honorary degrees. But just on that subject, I mean, a lot of universities give them. Some refuse to. But, for instance, Oxford University have given an honorary degree to every former prime minister, with the exception 
of Margaret Thatcher because they were so incensed, and the students in particular, so appalled by her cuts to the educational system. They thought, why are we giving this person an honorary degree when she's caused so much damage? But I think a lot of the time it's, it's a crowd puller. So when you have the graduation ceremony, it's an awful lot of people pr processing across the stage to get their award. And if you can cap up the ceremony with, with a great speech from someone like Dr. Brian May, we mentioned him last time, why is the, uh, the guitarist who still plays with Queen an honorary graduate of Exeter? I don't know. Why, why, why does it happen? I mean, other than a massive ego toss for people. I mean, yes, JK Rowling, that is, that's a big call and a massive moment for sure. And, in the same as Lucy, they were at Exeter University. They don't need a second degree, but for their university to actually recognise, as if to say, look, we've been watching you and you've brought a spotlight to Exeter University that we appreciate. They do deserve to be honoured a second time, even though they haven't run up the bills and drunk the beers and stayed up all night filing that last-minute pretentious dissertation they deserve it but what about the other people do you have any idea how any of this ever started whose idea it was and why it's not been addressed at a senior level how much it pisses off people graduating that summer now there's been higher education <laughs> in the city of exeter for the last couple of hundred years but it was really the 1950s that the university of exeter was formed and I don't remember when we were Exeter there being talk of honorary degrees. It's only, mind you, I never went to a degree or ceremony, did I? But it was way back in 1956 that <laughs> there were six, there were seven actually honorary degrees awarded. Mary Cavendish, the Duchess of Devonshire, Hugh Fortescue, the fifth Earl Fortescue, Sir Hector Hetherington, even had a hall name after him, David Lindsay, the 28th <laughs> Earl of Crawford. You can see a bit of a a pattern here, Robert Gascoigne, Cecil the Fifth Marcus of Salisbury, and Sir James Chadwick. So it was very much for the grace and good. It wasn't your Brian Mays and uh, J.K. Rowling's of this, this world. Yeah. What I do remember back in, in our time at Edex University, when I was meant to be studying physics and actually was spending much of my time in the university radio station or in the room talking, and then the toss to you, to be honest, was... The rooms in the university were often named after the great and good. And we spent a lot of time when we weren't in the ramp in the Maya Angelou room. Now, Maya Angelou hadn't really invaded my consciousness until I came to Exeter University. What I am aware of now is she's never been to university, and yet she's got honorary degrees from universities all over the UK. And she used to prefer to be called Dr. Angelou. Now, I looked at the very long list of honorary degrees that have been awarded by Exeter. And if you look up Maya, you don't find Maya Angelou. So although she had a room named after her, I don't think she had an honorary degree from Exeter. Look up Maya and you find, surprisingly, Rick Mayle. I've always been very <laughs> fond of Rick Mayle. He, not only did he, did he go to the same school as me a few years above me, uh, but he was in the same house, Chapel House at King's School, Worcester. And my house must used to talk to him very fondly, saying academically, absolutely hopeless. But he always made people laugh. And my, my French teacher had, had been at King's at the same time as him. So he, of course, went on to Manchester University and, and did great things as part of the Young Ones and, and many other things during his tragically short life. But he, along with his colleague from the Young Ones, Adrian Edmondson, they just 
both, for whatever reason, got honorary degrees from Exeter. Alex, I think the answer to that might be, I have a feeling both of them were adopted Devonians, especially Adrian Edmondson. But yes, yeah, so he's a Dr. Dartmoor, Devon, Exeter as, as a second name. But then a lot of people have. Is it a crowd puller? Is it the hope that they will donate something to the university? And I'm sure Sir Hector Hetherington probably bequeathed a substantial amount of his estate, and that's why we ended up with a Hetherington Hall. I'm sure there's answers to all of these. So if uh, you are one of our 10 listeners, you might notice that in every episode, Alex mentions the Mayor Angelou room. There are a lot of cross-references, and as I reveal some of the honorary degrees, you you would be stunned to know that out of context, we've already mentioned some of these people in previous episodes. When you mentioned the Mayor Angelou room there, I my mind went back to the episode where we talked about politics and the renaming of, before we arrived at Exeter, of buildings on campus according to Neighbours, the TV show. And I listened back to that episode and I was really frustrated because I didn't mention... so. Devonshire House, I think, was renamed the Lasters Complex, but I didn't mention that the coffee bar renamed Daphne's in, in, in time before us. And I just thought it was just so absurd. And, you know, Exeter, pretty straight-laced, right-wing university, middle of the road, privileged, entitled people. But at some point in your university life, you've got to do something a bit a bit off the wall, and that was it, although it was before our time. And the other thing that we mentioned in a previous episode, when I was on the radio in the Northeast, we always used to laugh about Alan Shearer, uh, who's a, a friend of mine, so I could say it, getting an honorary degree. And we would joke that it was just that people wanted to meet him. Now, in the village that is the northeast of England, as I think I said before, he's actually a very accessible person. I don't know how many honorary degrees he's got, but he'd be the first person to say to you, and I know that he has, with his money, made sure his children take their education more seriously perhaps than he did, but all he ever wanted to do was was kick a ball. And... From J.K. Rowling and Brian May, I think my sister's graduation at Sussex University or her ex-husband's, I think Paul McCartney got an honorary there. And when we mentioned that, and then I automatically scrolled to 1993, which was my year, what a disappointment. I know as I reel off this list, Alex is going to make a case for someone in there and say how much they deserve it. But it's not Brian May. It's not Paul McCartney. It's not Alan Shearer. It's not Lucy Giles. It's not JK. He, it is Robert P. Cohen. Let me do the list. Cohen with an A. Michael Screech. Mary Wesley, of course. The aforementioned Alex Sultan bin Mohammed. Sir John Bannum, Sir John Cullen, David Rees, and Robert Wilson. I mean, so who's heard of Sir John Brewer Whitbread? So, so you often think, you know, who are these people? Is it just because they had a son or daughter who went to Exeter and they donated a significant amount of money that, that paid for a new research department? I mean, back in 1969, a year or two before we even came into the world, there was there was the, the, the ban... Lopez, um, whoever he was, but yeah, Massey Lopez, the seventh bar second baron of Robra, 
Well, he had a whole hall named after him. So maybe he uh, maybe he lived in the building that became the hall, or maybe he donated a couple of million pounds. The categories, you'll be unsurprised to know, are you know, a Master of Science, a Master of Arts, Doctor of Science, Doctor of Music, Doctor of Medicine, Doctor of Letters, whatever that means, Doctor of Laws, Doctor of Engineering, and the best one, Doctor of Divinity. One thing you come out of, Exeter, once you have a theology degree, is an inherent belief that God probably doesn't exist. It puts you off. You spend all this time studying the Gospels, and you eventually realize this just doesn't make sense. It's funny, you think theology degrees uh, create future bishops, but no, it creates an awful lot of people who are non-believers. So what's the point of it all? Let's spin the Wikipedia wheel. If we come as up-to-date as Wiki will allow us to do, the class of 2019. Now, this is interesting, actually, because I wonder if it's not been updated, because that would have been the last ceremony before COVID. Um, but the class of 2019, here we go. And apologize when I pronounce your name incorrectly, Chun Li Bai. Uh, Kate Lampard, of course, the former Chelsea oh, and England footballer. Teresa Glido, Moira Murderer. Oh, sorry, Moira Marder. Yeah. I do apologize. <laughs> Rennie. <laughs> Rennie, <laughs> Rennie Edo Lodge. I mean, actually, yes, this is starting to ring true now. The double Oops. barrels uh, are coming out to play. Uh, Richard Hughes, Roderick McSween, Kareem Hassan, Hugo Tagholm. Actually, that's interesting as I read Kareem Hassan. Now, I don't know anything about Kareem Hassan, but you would think from this white middle class university that as time brings us closer to the present and the honorary degrees, you would think that there would be somebody sitting on a diversity board somewhere at Exeter that would have been pushing the case for, um, as per previous episodes, Andy from Burnley, <laughs> or somebody, one of our overseas students, who probably paid a lot of money to come to Exeter, but shone a spotlight on, on the place. Um, also from 2019, yeah, Sarah Mullally, she's a D-Div, Doctor of Divinity. Yeah, it just sounds funny, div. doesn't it? I'm a D-Div. Professor Joseph Sung, who I don't think has been honoured in music. Elena Becker Barroso. Mary Beard, or Baird, but I think it's Beard. Gordon Marshall. Howard Fillett. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> name, isn't it? I <laughs> Howard Phillip and oh my goodness me is it Yuliad Kip Kip oh, I give up I give up so that's bringing it right up to date and dragging it right back to where it all began let's have some names some random names let's spin the wheel of wiki who do you think deserves a mention for their honorary degree how do these people get nominated are there groups of students or focus groups that sit around putting names into the hat. Let's see who we can vote for. I mean, you've talked about Doctor of Divinity. We have had uh, a couple of great, I mean, Dr. Rowan Williams, former Archbishop, or he's not current Archbishop of Canterbury, and we've mentioned him a couple of episodes before, the most reverend, Desmond Tutu. I mean, he just, what a legend. He did many great things for the world. 
including well, becoming an honorary graduate of Exeter University. So, Alex, I said earlier that there are some people that we have mentioned in previous episodes that we didn't know because we basically we've got a sort of vague list of episodes that we'd like to visit, but we we are making it up as we go along. It's just a conversation in the ram. This, you know, in twenty twenty three, but the amount of people in this list that we have mentioned in the past, and we won't, you know, name check them all. This list includes a Savile. And a Philip Collins. Unfortunately, it's not Phil Collins, and thankfully, it's not that Savile. It's Sir John Savile, not even spelt the same, who was honoured in 2018, but mentioned in at least two previous episodes as being part of the David and David Club, harangued on University Radio by our dear friend James Brokenshaw. We only went and gave David Owen an honorary degree. It was probably it was the only way to, to bring him back. But, I mean, the reason I think my theory about people just vote for people they like holds water is but we've got people like Sir Tim Rice. What has he got to do with extra? I think somebody just likes musicals. That's an interesting one because Tim Rice should have been and may well have been honoured by, bizarrely, you might think, Sunderland University. Tim Rice, I've seen at the Stadium of Light in Sunderland several times. He's a yeah. massive Sunderland fan. It seems a bit of an odd one. Um, if you scroll fast down the list and then scroll back up, you'll realise you've missed some quite significant players. We honoured Sir Ian Botham oh. in 2010. Now, he's a legend, of course, of English sport. I don't particularly share his views on, on many things, but I... I've got to go with the theory that there was a massive cricket fan on the let's for argument's sake because we don't know let's just say on the committee because I am sure these things are they're clearly put to some sort of I, I think that's vote, aren't happens they? And, and of course he, I, he I, I walk straight past Exeter on one of his many fans into John O'Groats charity walks. Well, that I thought might have something to do with it. By the way, you keep mentioning <laughs> Wikipedia. Other encyclopedias online are available, including the university's own listings, which gives plenty honorary degree awardees for 2022 and already a couple for 2023. So I think it's just somebody hasn't updated the page. I mean, for instance, last year we had <laughs> Michael Ebenezer Quadro Omari Awul Jr., formerly known as Ebenezer Good, made famous by The Shaman in 1992. Brilliant. But who, who's he? Who's Margaret? Actually, Margaret Busby, she sounds familiar. Patrick Swaffers, Rinka Bralo. I mean, these, these are clearly people who've done great things for society, and somebody thought it was a good idea to vote for Bernardino Veristo. All I know is Everisto is the Greek for thank you, and Leslie McLaughlin, unrelated, I think, to Craig McLaughlin. I mean, I noticed... This is a podcast about Exeter, but every episode you, you have somehow managed to shoe on in a reference to Neighbours. And I've just seen the new musical in Manchester, I Should Be So Lucky, based on the songs of Stock Aiken and Waterman. And as I posted on my Facebook review, it's shit, but it's good shit. Still in love with the X. Uh, let's get back to this list and just check check out some random people deborah yep. meaden uh, well she's from around this part of the country so is, that, is that makes sense and i think alex i think we mentioned this earlier as a sort of question but i think it is 
look, when you do something like this, you, I imagine, do want to tick some boxes. I do think you probably want to show diversity. But I reckon one of the areas of inclusion is to include some um, Devonians. Now, there's a name on the list, somebody who I have interviewed many times, and she does live in Devon. You won't know her, Alex, but Joe Pavey, you know, brilliant British athlete, and she's on that list. I'm quite, I'm quite chuffed and pleased to see her on there. And, you know, I've got no problem with that, except, of course, when we come to question the, the absolute worth of an honorary degree. But what about this? Dame Stella Rimmington. I mean, what a name. But, yeah, let's uh, uh, chuck some names at you that you definitely know and might be surprised about. And, again, you know, we talked in the last episode or so about the concept of walking in other people's DNA. I mean, Alex made a good point that J.K. Rowling would have been to the Odeon on Sidwell Street to watch her favourite blockbusters of the day with a hint of a dream in her head that she would want to do something equally marvellous, in fact, better than anything she would have seen there. But you might well have sat in that same seat or seats or, you know, been in that cinema. And I I think um, when we look at some of these people on this list i'm actually i'm quite surprised by well how many of them i know or have knowledge of or have interviewed in a professional capacity over the years if i'll give you an example a name you probably will not know listening to this one of the most influential people in your life is a guy called ashley tabor ashley tabor is he started off as a tea boy at Capital Radio in London, and he now runs a company called Global. So if you listen to, and I, I'm going to miss out some stations here, LBC, Classic, Heart, Capital, Smooth, and many, many more. I can't even remember them. Ashley Tabor runs that company. He is arguably responsible for the shape that broadcasting radio broadcasting has gone in this country in in the last 10 years as much as anyone i don't know him but of course i know of him and it's interesting to think that somebody as significant as that could be unknown to so many people i don't know why exeter chose to honor him i don't know if he has a link Robert Winston, one of the greatest scientists of our age, Lord Winston's. Michael oh. Fish, that's a bit a bit random. And then you get it's, people it's, like you get a lot of royalty. Did you know that Thailand has got a royal family? Well, Princess Sirintorn of Thailand, the Princess Royal, who's also known as the Princess Deborantna Rasajda, formerly the Princess Sirintorn Deborastnasta, and the Kitty Van Kanchlusnobrum. It's the second daughter of King Bummyball. Adelaide, the younger sister of Kang Varishlingkorn. You couldn't make this up, and I didn't. But why has she been given an honorary degree? <laughs> a cynic might suggest it's the uh, way that she could have got a visa to come and live in the UK. Who knows? There must be a reason behind each of these. And I've got a feeling when it's people like that, money's <laughs> changing hands somewhere. 
Why Exeter? Why an honorary degree? Michael Morpurgo, fair yeah. enough. You know, he wrote The War Horse, one of the greatest children's books of yeah. all time and a great film. It's set on Dartmoor. He, he continues to live just up the road from Exeter. So it makes sense that he gets an honorary degree, a, a director, a, a um, doctor of literature from Exeter University. I know he would have been a great support to the English department, for instance. But then you get you get other people like Harry Wolf, another, another Baron. You get Prince Walid bin Talai Al Saud. Now there's definitely money changing hands when it's the Saudi royal family. But uh, you know all kinds of all kinds of people. Sir John Taylor was he in Queen? No, a different John Taylor. All these names that I think I know who that person is. Lord Ricks, for instance. Sir Maurice Lang, the great construction magnate. All of these people, there has to be a reason why they've got an extra connection enough to be given an honorary degree, which would normally involve travelling down to extra and giving a speech so the few thousand people assembled. And is it a highlight of your degree to see Michael Foote being given an honorary degree? Yeah, if you're into politics, probably not. Yeah. Michael Foote and Glenda Jackson. Back in 82, he was going to be the next Labour Prime Minister, and it didn't quite work out for him, so instead they put in Neil Kinnock. I'm thrilled that yeah. you mentioned Robert Winston. I haven't seen his name on the list. I would place a conversation I had with him in the mid-noughties as one of my favourite. I mean, just a, a really great communicator, a lovely voice, full of intelligence, and... Yeah, I, I cherish that memory, and I'm happy to to see him on that list. Yeah. Wayne Sleep, however, I'm, <laughs> you know, I mean, Wayne Sleep. If Wayne Sleep were listening to this right now, he might go, "Why is he laughing? Why is he laughing?" Well, you know, it it does come back to that thing that even though, as I think we mentioned in episode one, the Guild Prospectus described Doriad as a holiday camp in the summer term. Exeter probably being an exception to the norm, but people do get themselves into debt, and we're going to have a student finance episode ahead. Some people get themselves into complicated situations, make friends for life, or you know can have scars for life. But I think for a lot of people, it's a happy experience, but not universally. And there is something about getting a degree essentially, that is earned. And that is why this is such, I think, a, a bone of contention. And, you know, you, I think you have the right to laugh. And, and the laughter represents why, you know, why, how, who, how's that happened? Who's made that call? We, we simply don't know. For Wayne Sleep, it was actually the year we arrived, Alex. Yeah, and you've got to think, what is a degree? Why do people go to university? And you mentioned earlier, I didn't actually get around to graduating, but you know what? I wouldn't change it for the world because I didn't only have a great time at Exeter University. I think it developed me as a person. I was a different person when I, when I came out of the university, age 22, to what I went in when I was 19, Isaac Newton, perhaps one of the most intelligent people, certainly one of the greatest scientists of all time, in his day, it didn't matter what he got on the exam. I don't even know if he did exams. You just had to live in Cambridge for three years and he got a degree. So, you know, maybe that was the – all degrees were honorary degrees back in the 16th, 17th century. Yeah, well, Rick Mayle and Jonathan Dimbleby there and – 
Sir Robin Knox Johnston, who I, I again, I mean, I'm stunned he's on the list. Who? Robin Knox Johnston. We're in the world of yachting now, darling. And I think my, my very first professional radio was oh, Cow's yes. Week Radio, set up on the Isle of Wight for Cow's Week. And it, it ran for years and years but there wasn't a cow's week radio in 2023 for the first time i was on it in 1990 i remember that year we gave away some videos of sir robin knox johnston and i will probably be displaying some ignorance but i think it's something to do with round the world navigation and the legend of course everybody let's hear it for <laughs> olga polizzi yes british hotelier yes who and uh, famous interior designer. And interior designer. City Council. In no way am I reading this off the Wikipedia page. I do know that she was the, the hotel inspector, wasn't she? There are some themes. I, th I think in this conversation, we've, we've certainly established, you know, these strands. There's, there's a few shakes in there. There's a few barons in there. There's a few politicians in there. There's a few journalists in there. Um, Paxman, Paxman. I mean, wow. You would imagine that afterwards, Paxman would have been in the ram holding court. And, well, I mean, crikey, there's another name. I think it's 2018. Um, John Simpson. Yeah. And he's a very, very intelligent guy. And what's quite interesting is I've seen him, uh, recently. That's a, you know, a time reference that we we try and avoid time reference because we want to be, you know, uh, non-specific. But as Alex said, this is November 2023. And John Simpson has been dragged into a social media war this year. And you think about it, when he began his career, he couldn't have ever imagined that that would be the case. And I, I've, my personal feelings for John Simpson are, uh, are quite deep. I mean, uh, on a couple of levels, um, I was asked to ghostwrite a book for a guy called Craig Summers, who the book's called Bodyguard, My Life on the Frontline. But Craig was essentially, um, you know, he, he was ex-army, been in the Falklands, and he was a bodyguard to BBC reporters like Ben Brown and John. And he also did a lot of undercover filming. Is is actually an incredible story if you google it the daily mail tried to do a slag job on him trying to make him out that he thought he was some sort of james bond but he did very dangerous work and in 2023 he has having you know retired from that work he has been back working i think for sky and other organizations in in the middle east now he tells a great story and john simpson wrote the foreword to his book so once again we i start looking at this list and I'm going, my God, you know, he's on there. There's a scene, it's on YouTube. You might recall this. It's Iraq. It's the friendly fire incident where Americans did that crazy thing that Americans do where they bomb their own. And John and Craig are in a patrol um, and not much is happening. And suddenly the Americans bomb their own and they kill a lot of Iraqis in the process too. And no word of a lie, within about two minutes, John Simpson emerges from the bank from which they had ducked into, his trouser half ripped off, and he's on BBC uh, World doing a report. You know, incredible, courageous broadcasting. 
And I said to Craig, what's your memory of that? And he said, well, first thing is there was a, a producer called Tom there. And Tom had been placing a call to, I think, his mum back at home. And he said something like, do you hear that, mum? That's the sound of freedom. So I think the skies were still and they were reporting on, you know, what had been a very intense, hostile situation. And his mum then heard the American planes coming in. And it didn't sound like the sound of freedom anymore. But when John Simpson emerged from the bank um, and goes live on News 24 with half a trouser leg ripped off, I said to Craig, what really happened there? And he said, John was all right. I reckon he ripped that trouser leg off just for yeah, the TV. Yeah, probably the whole thing in front of a green screen from <laughs> London. No, I mean, he's seriously, he is very brave, and he, is, he doesn't have to, he doesn't need the money, he doesn't have to do this anymore, but he is tirelessly reported from some of the most dangerous conflicts uh, in the world, legendary. And and across across many eras, Alex, as well, you know, whether it be the Berlin Gulf War, War. Or whether it be... Yeah. 9-11 and yeah golf yeah and 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 actually on that point if when one of john simpson's books he had an encounter with bin laden i think it was maybe late 56 bin laden tried to pay i think a, a possibly a goat herder um to kill john simpson and they go back that far that story is in a book there are so many people we could put on the list i mean i think i mentioned the last episode fiona shackleton now in the late 70s she got a third class yeah. degree in law and she went on to be a cordon bleu chef but somehow probably through her, her connections because she was uh, very well bred she ended up becoming baroness shackleton of belgravia one of the top lawyers in the country she's had clients like sir paul mccartney Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, King Charles, for goodness sake, um, Princess Haya bint Hussein. Can you imagine what her fees are? But to have represented the, the King, the Duke of York, <laughs> and Paul McCartney, who's needed a lot of legal advice over the years, you know, it's amazing what, uh, what Exeter can, uh, can develop in terms of people. And back in 2010, she was invited back to the university for her honorary degree. A couple of names I'd like to finish on, and then let's get into the merit of an honorary degree. Steve Perryman, growing up in a in the 70s and buying the Figury Panini sticker albums for football, you, everyone was a household name, yet football wasn't beamed into every household on repeat. Steve Perryman, pretty much almost a one-club man, I think. I've got a feeling that Steve Perryman, ex-Exeter City manager, but... Little little trail for the future. We have asked, and I know he has been listening, uh, Dr. David Trahan. You know, Dave Trahan is a, a very inspirational character, and, you know, I would call a good friend, but I haven't obviously kept in, in touch. And he was... I think a lecturer, but he also he also had a program on Devon Air. But Dave Trahan's moment comes in the takeover of Exeter City Football Club. And that's I think it's a really good conversation to have at some point because we've got all these people, probably mostly from the south at Exeter, 
And did they ever even have a soft spot for the Grecians, as they were called? And I'd never been to a game at Exeter City. I do look out. I do look out for them. But the whole story of the purchase of Exeter City to be continued does include Michael Jackson. That's hopefully for another day. So Steve Perryman there, a good shout, I think. Exeter City had played Manchester United and it ended up in a goalless draw. And as a result of that, Manchester United, with their entire enormous entourage, came down to Exeter City, took over Exeter for a couple of days. I mean, the amount of money it brought into the city was extraordinary, but they, they played Exeter City and, of course, thrashed them. But uh, it is it is often said that it, the whole thing was it was a deal. It was a fundraiser. Exeter City was in serious financial trouble at the time. And miraculously, about a year after this happened, a new stand was built uh, for the away <laughs> Let's just do one name to, to wrap up. I see on the list someone who I think is brilliant. I think he is so smart, so clever, so funny. I first saw him speak at an event in Glasgow in 1990, and he is a name you would remember if you knew it, and I'm not sure I'm going to manage to say, but is responsible for many comic works that you would love. And I don't love all of them. I mean, I'm not a fan of Alan Partridge, for example, but Amando Iannucci has an honorary degree from Exeter. And unless there is an Exeter reason for that, that looks like a super fan uh, meddling. <laughs> yeah, and I think the final name I'd like to mention is the film director and screenwriter Mike Lee, who's produced greats such as Vera Drake, Topsy Turvey, Happy Go Lucky, Mr. Turner, Mr. Alison Stedman. For whatever reason, he ended up with an honorary degree from Exeter as well. So final point then has to be honorary degrees. I mean, what do you feel about them? Do you think that they have been treated appropriately by Exeter University? We've rattled off a lot of names here. Do you think they've got the balance about right? Do you think that they should be consigned to a bin somewhere in the university library? Do they actually mean anything? Does anybody that gets the honorary degree Outside of that moment when the university might revel in a publicity place, do they say, oh, I've got an honorary degree from Exeter University? Which, if you think about it, is a, you know, it's a little bit of a sort of conceited thing to announce to people. Of course, Wikipedia and other sources shines a spotlight that we wouldn't have had a few years before. I can recall, and this is one of the tough things about doing a show like this is can you recall what you felt in the moment as opposed to what we might reflect over 30 years later and I always had an opposition to honorary degrees I thought they were disgustingly disrespectful to people that had worked bloody hard and you know Exeter the land of the privileged as I say many many students put themselves through huge 
financial crises that they're paying off years later to become a doctor, a lawyer. And I just, I, I just thought it was really rubbing your nose in it to turn up one of the proudest moments in your parents' lives and find that, you know, somebody who'd been on <sighs> Cracker Jack, had, you know. The whole honorary degree thing, I think it's a bit of fun, really. There's a lot of things I can get annoyed about, but honorary degrees is not one of them. I mean, you could spend huge amounts of time complaining about what's wrong with the concept of honorary degrees, but then you could do the same about the royal family, you could do the same about the Catholic Church. On balance, I think there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of honorary degrees. It's a bit of fun, brings a bit of glitz and glamour to the university. And who'd have thought Floella Benjamin, who many of us have very happy memories of in the, in the 70s, watching on Play School and Play Away, she got an honorary degree in 2005, and then the following year she became Chancellor of the university and remain so for 10 years. I think a fair assessment would be individuals that we think we can make a case for, for their relationship with the university, but also significantly, and I think this is underplayed, the relationship with the area. Exeter University is a massive employer. It's also a place, if you think about it, yes, we've got Exeter Rugby. Yes, there's the West Point Arena, if that's still even there. But Essentially, it doesn't have the bright, shining lights of most of the other cities around the country. The university is a calling card of which to be proud. So I think, and obviously we, we, we talk hopefully with some humor about some of these long names that we don't know from the 50s and, and 60s. But they're obviously there, you know, f for reasons. But the, the, the unspoken, as I was going to say in all of this, is what do you reckon on that shortlist that they come up with every year? And I bet they have so many committee meetings about it. It probably starts in the first week of term in, in the autumn term. What do you reckon the turndown percentage is of this? I mean, most people will be so ego-driven to go, darling, I've just been offered an honorary degree from, let me see, from... Essex, no, from Exeter, you know, where is that, darling? It's, it's the M5, but the, M, the M5 ends there, doesn't it? And you have to take that awful A road to Cornwall. Well, what do you think? Oh, yes, why not? Let's have a weekend in Exeter. I mean, do you think anyone would go, even if they were an Exeter graduate, a JK, a Lucy Giles, or whatever, do you think anyone would go, do you know what? I don't actually deserve that. I haven't done anything for that. I'm more than happy to perhaps, as I've, I've got involved in, I know Alex interested, the mentoring scheme where you mentor a couple of uh, current students in your you know, field. That's surely actually a, a – I mean, every single one of those people that gets an honorary degree should surely have to sign up to do something like that. But do you think anybody turns them down? I'm sure some do. They of course go, they do. And so you'll get people who think, oh, I can't be bothered to go all the way down to the southwest of England. There'll be others that are conscientious objectors. I mean, you, you've had in 
in history, you've had people like like John Lennon refuse to take awards from uh, the the Queen because he said, no, it's just nonsense. I don't want this. But uh, there will be many that didn't make it onto this list of honorary degree awardees that that either disagreed with it or just couldn't be bothered because they probably offered got offered honorary degrees from 10, 20 different universities. And by the way, you, you asked the question, is the West Point Arena still there? It is still going strong. Still a lot of <laughs> three. The uh, Devon County show happens there. Elton John played there a couple of years ago. It's an interesting thing. And proof that brings us back to that idea that I introduced right at the start, which is that there are some names on that list that we've already mentioned in previous shows or unbeknownst to me i've had dealings with um in in real life so going back to that question about people that haven't accepted an honorary degree surely alex and notwithstanding the fact that any list we find on the internet may be incomplete we accept that surely whatever you think of them They've offered something to Will Young and Tom York. Will Young, they probably did, and Will Young probably doesn't need one. Tom York, uh, he's exactly the kind of person like John Lennon who would say, that's the last thing I want to do. Anything I have to say, I've expressed through my music. I'm not going to travel back to, back to Exeter to accept a, I think you probably have quite a rude word for it, a, a nonsense award uh, that he doesn't deserve. You know, he was a great DJ at the Lemmy, but his degree was his degree. He's already got his degree. He didn't need it to uh, to become one of the uh, the most successful rock stars of the 90s and beyond. But uh, yeah, I know for a fact there'll be a very long list of people that were considered or even invited to attend an honorary degree ceremony that said, no, thank you. And then others would have said, well, yeah, I'd love that. Brian May, I've mentioned a couple of times before, yeah, why not go down to the West Country for a weekend and, and give a speech take his guitar, probably play it on the roof of the Great Hall to celebrate being awarded uh, his doctorate in music. Well, there you go, you see. So amongst all the chat today, hopefully some questions to just leave floating and also the birth of some future episodes. To recap, we have to, at some point, Look at the chancellors and the vice chancellors and ask that question. Floella, what exactly did you do? But next time around, we are going into the kitchen. And if you can't stand the heat, dot, 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 dot. We'll be talking about the disaster that is cooking on campus. So until then, remember, times of joy. And times of sorrow, we will always see it through. I don't care what comes tomorrow, we can face it together the way old friends do. For more on this podcast, head over to secretsofaghostwriter.com. Still in Love with the X is a horny media and publishing production. <laughs>